Welcome to the Money, Motivation, and More podcast. My name is Robert Geniak, and I'm the author of the international bestseller, Rich is a State of Mind. And this episode is entitled, Your Intended Message to Your Children. I recently had the opportunity to be a guest on the Your Intended Message podcast with host George Torok. It's an excellent podcast on communication skills and delivering quality messages to your audience, whoever they would be. And I heartily recommend you look it up. But one of the reasons I was on the show was to talk about your intended message as we deliver messages to three distinct audiences, our children, our partners, and our aging parents. This episode is going to focus on the children. The upcoming episodes, we're going to focus on partners and parents, but I hope you enjoy the conversation. Here we go. Uh, for our discussion today, which is conversations about money within family. It's an interesting area, George, because it's something very few people want to talk about. Money is an emotional issue for so many people, and it's easier to talk about sex, talk about politics, talk about religion than it is to actually talk about money. Yet some of the fundamental discussions we ever have with our children, with our partners, or with our parents, all seem to center around it, yet nobody wants to talk about it. And that's true. And, and I find it ironic that, that those other topics, um, you know, politics, religions, and sex, those are extremely emotional. And yet money, by its nature, should not be emotional. Yet it seems to be emotional when it comes to family discussions. Why do you think that is? In the families we were raised, is where we get our foundational education about money. We, we learn it at home. The school systems across North America do a horrible job at teaching kids anything about money. So what we learn, we learn in the home, which is great if our parents had a good foundational uh, education in money. If our parents did good things with money, odds are pretty good we're going to as well. But if our parents didn't do good things with money, or didn't have that foundation for doing better things, it's hard to impart that to your children. And then the kids don't grow up with the, the proper messages or with the advantages of understanding. Money's just a medium of exchange. There's nothing to be emotional about yet for so many of us. And it's not just with, with kids and parents, it's with older, with our own parents as well. Money remains an emotional issue in 2021. Let's look at the parent to child thing. And, and I think about my upbringing. Uh, my dad raised us. And, and, uh, and I think the one thing I learned about him was, well, don't spend all your money. <laughs> it's a good lesson, George. Spend less than you have. When parents are talking to children about money, the intended message generally is very basic. Don't spend more money than you have. Put some away for a rainy day. That seems to be the fundamental con, and it's a good one. Now, you and I are of the same age demographic. So when old we guys. grew up, old guys, when we grew up, we probably had the traditional piggy bank, or sometimes it was an old coffee can or whatever it was. And we would take change, pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, and we would put them in the bank. We would put them away. That fundamental lesson today is really, really hard to give to children because there is no change. We don't carry 
cash and we don't carry a pocket full of coins the way we did 35, 40, 50 years ago. Everything's done tap, tap, tap with, with the little green card or the blue card or the red card. It's what I tend to call frictionless spending. You don't have to hand money over. You don't get any change back. You just tap and go. And when you do that, it's like you're not spending money at all. When parents are trying to impart this to children, it can be a difficult concept and we need to get them to understand where does money come from? How did we get money? And if you ask children, and I, I occasionally get to do this in speaking seminars where young people are there and I ask them, where does money come from? And they always tell me the same thing. It comes from the machine in the wall at the bank. You know, you put a card in and money comes out. Yes, that is where it comes from at the bank, but where does it come from? I.e. working for money, having a job and earning money and the issue that the government wants some of your money. So taxes and all of these things come into the, the issue of where does money come from? How do we teach those lessons to children? Because that intended message that we give to them is something they will carry through for pretty much the rest of their life. Once we get that ingrained, it's hard to rewire. So it, it's very important as parents that we give the proper message to our children so that they're comfortable with money. And I think that's where the emotion comes from, George. If our kids see us uncomfortable talking about it, they go, oh, there must be something here. This must be something mysterious I'm not supposed to know anything about. I'm still wondering why that is, Robert. And and if, if the concept that a parent should, should convey to a child is you got to work for money. You know, you get a job or you, or you run a business or maybe you have enough and you actually invest, but it starts out with you working. Why is working such a dirty topic? I, I'm not so sure that the, the concept of work is. Using money as exchange for labor, even within the family dynamic, kids often have chores. They have to clean their room. They have to make their bed. They have to do the dishes. They have to cut the lawn. And often they're given an allowance in exchange for that work, which sets up the dynamic that you know, we all get to as we get older, you know, we go to school, we graduate, we go out into the working world and we offer up our services to an employer who in turn gives us money for what we're doing. That can be a, a great lesson to learn early. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, no, I'd love to find a money tree. I, I haven't seen one. If I ever see one, I will probably take a few bills off it and tuck them in my pocket. These messages that we impart to our kids are critically important because they will carry them around for a long, long time. Thank you for listening to part one of what will become a three-part series sharing with you my discussions with George Torok from Your Intended Message. Today, it was all about the children. Next time, it's going to be about our partners. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Money, Motivation, and More, and I'm your host, Robert Geniak. If you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts, thank you very much. If you could go to the app or the website and please leave us a rating, I would appreciate it. Money Motivation and More is also available via Blueberry, CastBox, Player FM, or at the robertgeniac.com website. If you're hearing it someplace else, I'd be grateful if you would let me know. I always like to know where our podcast is being listened to. I'm also open to feedback and suggestions about future topics for the podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening. <music>